Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of parathyroid adenoma from the oncology section on MedBullets.com. Let's begin this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 45-year-old woman presents with pain and achiness in her joints and bones, as well as confusion and a dulled mental state. She also has had recurrent episodes of kidney stones, and in the ED they found QTC shortening on her EKG. She is currently requesting morphine for her GI pain. This is a case of parathyroid adenoma. Let's now begin this episode. Let's start with an introduction about this episode. Parathyroid adenoma is associated with MEN or MEN1, which includes parathyroid, pancreatic tumor, and pituitary adenoma, and MEN2A, which includes medullary carcinoma of the thyroid, pheochromocytoma, and hyperplasia of the parathyroid. Remember that MEN1 and MEN2A involves a RET mutation. With respect to a parathyroid adenoma, the right inferior gland is the most common location. It involves hyperactivity in one gland, which results in atrophy of the remaining three glands. Remember that carcinoma is rare. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation, including symptoms of parathyroid adenoma. Symptoms include, quote, bones, stones, moans, and groans. See the hyperparathyroidism section for more detail. Let's now discuss the diagnostic evaluation of parathyroid adenoma. Histology would show sheets of chief cells with no adipose tissue. Serology would show serum calcium levels that are elevated, PTH that is increased, and phosphate that is decreased. See the hyperparathyroidism section for more detail. A technetium 99M sestamibi radionuclide scan would show localized mass. Let's now discuss the treatment of parathyroid adenoma. Surgical treatment involves adenoma excision. This is involved in hungry bone syndrome. In hungry bone syndrome, there is an increased bone breakdown and leads to increased osteoblast activity in response to increased osteoclast activity from PTH. When PTH decreases, osteoblast activity remains to rebuild the excess bone breakdown. This causes hypocalcemia that is transient and would present with the Chwastek sign, Trizose sign, and QTC lengthening. The acute hypercalcemia would be treated with IV fluids, loop diuretics, which is debatable as it can cause other electrolyte abnormalities, calcitonin, and bisphosphonate, which creates long-term inhibition. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 46-year-old African-American woman presents to her primary care doctor complaining of muscle aches and weakness. She reports a three-month history of gradually worsening upper and lower extremity pain. She is having trouble keeping up with her children and feels tired for most of the day. A review of systems reveals mild constipation. Her past medical history is notable for hypertension, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, and obesity. She takes lisinopril, metformin, and methotrexate. Her family history is notable for chronic lymphocytic leukemia in her mother and prostate cancer in her father. Her temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 145 over 95 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 80 per minute, and respirations are 17 per minute. 
On exam, she appears well and in no acute distress. Muscle strength is 4 out of 5 in her upper and lower extremities bilaterally. Patellar and brachioradialis reflexes are 2 plus bilaterally. A serum analysis in this patient would most likely reveal which of the following. 1. Decreased PTH, decreased phosphate, and increased calcium. 2. Decreased PTH, increased phosphate, and decreased calcium. 3. Increased PTH, decreased phosphate, and increased calcium. 4. Increased PTH, increased phosphate, and decreased calcium. Or 5. Increased PTH, increased phosphate, and increased calcium. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3. Increased PTH, decreased phosphate, and increased calcium. This patient presents with myalgia, weakness, and suggestive of primary hyperparathyroidism, most likely due to a parathyroid adenoma. Serum findings in patients with productive parathyroid adenomas typically demonstrate elevated calcium, elevated parathyroid hormone, and decreased phosphate. Remember, primary hyperparathyroidism will classically present with symptoms of hypercalcemia such as weakness, bone pain, constipation, kidney stones, and psychiatric disturbances, thus a common memory aid for hypercalcemia is, quote, bones, groans, stones, and psychic moans. The primary metabolic disturbance in parathyroid adenomas is unregulated production of parathyroid hormone, or PTH, which leads to hypercalcemia via osteoclast activation, increased calcium absorption in the distal convoluted tubule, and increasing 125-OH2 vitamin D production via 1-alpha-hydroxylase. Additionally, elevated PTH will lead to hypophosphatemia by promoting phosphate wasting in the kidney. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, decreased PTH, hypophosphatemia, and hypercalcemia are suggestive of an ectopic source of PTH or PTH-related protein or PTHRP. This condition is similar to primary hyperparathyroidism except that PTHRP acts in place of PTH leading to decreased levels of PTH. Answer choice 2, decreased PTH, Hyperphosphatemia and hypocalcemia are suggestive of primary hypoparathyroidism. This is most commonly caused by parathyroidectomy or a complication of thyroid surgery. In this condition, the lack of PTH production leads to an increase in serum phosphate and decrease in serum calcium. Answer choice 4. Increased PTH, hyperphosphatemia, and hypocalcemia are suggestive of secondary hyperparathyroidism. This is a compensatory increase in PTH in response to hypocalcemia or hyperphosphatemia from a different source, for example, chronic renal disease and decreased gut calcium absorption. And finally, answer choice 5, increased PTH, hyperphosphatemia, and hypercalcemia are suggestive of tertiary hyperparathyroidism. In this condition, parathyroid glands become dysregulated after secondary hyperparathyroidism and start secreting PTH regardless of calcium level. In summary, productive parathyroid adenomas produce excess parathyroid hormone which leads to elevated serum calcium and decreased serum phosphate. And that's all for this review about parathyroid adenoma. Hopefully that was helpful.
This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.